The title for today's message is Qualities in the Temple of God. Let's read John 6.31 onwards. John 6.31 says, After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Continue, Debbie, 32. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That's it. These three verses is what we are getting every week. The manna is coming from heaven. We are being fed by that manna coming from heaven. And who is this manna that God is talking here? Verse 35. John 6, chapter 35th verse. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. If we have to experience not being hungry forever, not being thirsty forever, all we have to do is believe and let God do things in our life. Let us not take control of a situation and try to resolve it with our understanding, but rather wait on the Lord to show us the mistakes that we are doing the reason why we are having situations, we need to realize and repent to come out of a situation. We should never go and resolve a situation with our own understanding. When there is a situation in our life, the only way to come out of it is realizing and repenting and waiting upon the Lord to bring that situation out of our lives and give us peace. So if we are saying we believe in God and if we want to believe John 6.35, that means let's wait upon the Lord. Let's wait upon him to bring us out of a situation. Bringing us out of a situation is healing. And when we say that God has touched me, he has healed me that means he is leading us into a pathway of deliverance all these days i used to think deliverance is something that we get as soon as we come to God, the lord pray in repentance and when he forgives i am delivered this is what i i had an understanding of but today's sermon actually help me understand that deliverance is the beginning of building the temple of God in our lives. Deliverance is not a one step. It is a number of steps which will enable us to build our lives. If we do not understand this, if we do not understand that God's forgiveness is a process, when I repent, God will forgive, but the forgiveness should remain in my life. For that forgiveness to remain in my life, 
what is it that i am supposed to do i am supposed to build the temple of god in my life my body should become the temple of god my life my family should become the temple of god and this congregation should become the temple of god so who will reside in the temple of god god himself will reside in the temple of god so if we want god's presence in our lives what are we supposed to do all we need to do is listen to his instructions obey his instructions not show disbelief you know when do we show disbelief when we want to resolve our situations in our life with our own understanding we cannot run away from the punishments that god is releasing in our life if we have to really sit in that punishment that god re- releases into our life the only way is to depend on him and hold his hand because even in those punishments we will exalt god and bring glory by the way we stand and face that situation when we run around to resolve situations in our life it is like we are running away from the punishment of god where we are actually lacking understanding where we are saying that i want to resolve and stay away from the punishment of god can we do that no god can see wherever we are he can close any number of doors that we want to open sometimes we think we are opening a door but we end up not realizing that we opened a door to a wall which doesn't have a passage so let us not end up getting and going and hitting a dead end while we are opening doors to resolve our issues but rather just turn and be in his hands because when he is resolving an issue he will teach us wisdom he will give us wisdom he will give us experience he will give us endurance he will teach us to be the angel of god like the way david was called angel of god what david did was he showed how to build the temple of god and though he did not build that physical temple that solomon started building he he showed an example of how a person can build that temple that is what we will focus today let's read sam's 50th chapter 14 and 15 verses Psalms 50, 14 and 15. Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. This is what we all have to understand. Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God. God doesn't need my wealth. God doesn't need my wealth. the time that i am giving or my heart or my you know any kind of asset it, it really does not matter whether i believe in god or not what matters is am i really believe in god, believing in god am i really understanding what it means to have faith in god right being thankful to god shows that you are faithful to god being thankful to god whether a situation is favorable or not means you are faithful to god 
the reason why we become faithful to god is because we know that it is only god who can bring us out of any kind of situation that is nothing but faith in him right so being thankful to god is the only sacrifice i can do means i'm i'm trusting him i'm believing in him i have faith in him and when i do all these things i will live i will be faithful to him i will not run away from situations but rather i will stand straight and face that situation remembering that this situation has landed not because of god but because of my own doings the reason why i have a problem in my life is not because of my fate or my destiny but it is me who has created that situation we all need to understand this otherwise we will we will keep god aside and go about taking control of our lives which can only lead us into failure apart from god no one can rescue us from any kind of situation this is what we all have to understand that is why he is showing us a way a way towards eternal life that eternal life is living every single day as if you know lord jesus christ when i say i know lord jesus christ that means i have patience i have peace i have endurance i am able to tolerate hurt i am able to bear any kind of insults i am able to show love and compassion and continue to live in doing justice having kindness towards one another humble always and giving only glory to god and not to man this is that simple where we are showing thankfulness to god and that is what he is saying is sacrifice to him and keep the woes woes that you made to the most high if i am saying when we write our analysis when we are listening to god when i am saying lord i believe you you know that's a woe in itself that's that's a promise you're making to god you are speaking in the presence of god hence we have to be very careful about the words we use making a promise a statement in the sight of god please we we have to make sure we are sticking on to it when i say i believe in god are is we all we need to check is is my action according to what i'm speaking am i really believing in god am i really showing in my actions that i believe in the most high is my trust in him without doubt or i'm saying i trust in you my lord but i want to resolve the situations of my life i trust in you lord but i want to feel hurted right now i trust in you lord but i want to resolve the situations of my life no 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 that means you are not keeping your promise that you are making with the most high right and then 15th verse he says then call on me when you are in trouble see before condition there is a condition when i am crying unto the lord lord please help me lord bring me out of the situation lord give me deliverance when i am doing that am i thankful to him all the time 
Am I faithful to him all the time? Am I following all the instructions that he is giving me? Am I keeping my word that I am giving it, giving him? And then call upon the Lord. That is when he will rescue you. It is that important. When you want God to give you a healing. When I want God to give me a healing. When we want God to give us the deliverance. All what we need to do is being thankful to him. Standing up for the word that we have given him. And then pleading him for help. That's when he will rescue you. And he will give. You will give me glory. God will give me glory. Why will he give me glory? To bring glory to his own name. Not to show that I am a good person. No. He will show that a sinner like this person, this woman, look at the way I have shown mercy upon her. Look at the way I have heard her prayers and rescued her. And he will show that his mercy is upon me. And that will bring glory to his own name. So if you've seen this whole process, are we really instruments in bringing glory to Father in heaven? Is it because of my deeds that I'm glorifying his name? Or is it because of his mercy that I'm getting an opportunity to glorify his name? Right? We need to analyze this. We are not doing favor on God. Never ever, we, we should never ever get into that mode where we say, oh, I'm listening to the sermons, I'm doing my analysis, I'm sitting for hours together and, you know, believing in God. So what? If I don't do that, I won't have peace. If I don't do what I'm supposed to do, which is the basic thing in my life, which is the foundation of my life, I won't have the deliverance that God wants to give me. So by default, the manna from heaven when it is coming, it is each one of our responsibility to understand it, not with our understanding, but with the help of the Holy Spirit God. That's why we have always been learning, take help from the Spirit of the Lord to help you realize your mistakes. If I want to realize my mistake, trust me, I won't be able to go to the root of my mistake. But if God is helping me realize the mistake, I will go to the root of the mistake, pull it from the roots and throw it off my, out of my life. And I will never do that again. That is what God does. Whereas human understanding it will only superficially take out the dirt. It doesn't take it out from the roots, right? This is what we all have to understand. So this deliverance that God is giving is nothing but he's helping us to build the temple of God. And when we do that, when we are building the temple of God, he is going to establish himself through our lives. He will establish the covenants he has made, given to our fathers in our lives only when we get into his commandment and his instruction. Understanding his instruction in the way he wants us to understand, not in the way I want to understand according to my comforts. Right. So the first point that we will see today is established through you. 
let's see what are being established through each one of us right the first point is established through you right let's read first kings 6 chapter 11 and 12 verses first kings 6 11 and 12 then the lord gave this message to solomon Concerning this temple you are building, if you keep all my decrees and regulations and obey all my command commands, I will fulfill through you the promise I made to your father David. Yeah, what does God say here? It is that we can put our own names. The Lord gave this message to Jaya. The Lord gave this message to Debbie, Anna, Millie. Right? What is that message? concerning this temple you are building it is a continuous process we are building our temple each one of us is building the temple the temple is our body the temple is our soul the temple is our life it's our family and the congregation now just imagine when each one of us are building our own temples and when we come together are we not going to be in one unity one accord and in the presence of god which will be together a temple of god where his presence will be felt we all will move in his presence together this is very important and what, what is he saying concerning this temple you are building if there is a condition if you keep all my decrees and regulations and obey all my commandments i will fulfill through you the promise i made to your father what is that promise that he has made to the father to to david is that he will establish david as a king to the nations that means god will exalt each one of us if we obey his instructions you remember last week we went through joseph's life how god established joseph how god exalted joseph was because when joseph was being treated unjustly when joseph was being harassed by the brothers when he was being insulted and humiliated all that he did joseph did was he remained silent he did not retaliate he did not reason back he did not point fingers back but rather he showed endurance and that's what we all are learning every week i think from couple of weeks what we are learning is endurance run with endurance show patience show endurance so when we are able to show endurance through our situations that means we are obeying his commandments and when we are obeying his commandments what will he do he will fulfill the promise that he has made to our fathers what is that promise exalting us so whom do we want this exalting to come from do we want so let's say for example do, do i expect an exaltation from one of you here or should i expect should i look at god and wait on god to do give me that exaltation i will choose him we all will choose him because when he exalts that exaltation will bring glory to his name and god is above all he is the creator and when he himself 
is bringing glory to his name that means our lives will show his light and that will help many people to get encouraged and he'll create a hope in them now let's check our lives is our life exalted or are we not happy about some things that are happening in our life so where is the problem if i say no i'm i think there are certain areas in my life where i do not see god exalting me we cannot say that i do everything but still my life is like this that means we are not doing something right so let's identify what are those things that i am not doing in a right way which is stopping god from exalting me just by knowing lord jesus christ we won't be exalted we have to show him his word in our lives every single time what we all have learned is when i am talking about lord jesus christ i have to understand that he recognizes me he should be able to see that word in me the word should recognize me that word should tell yes i know jaya right i know this person this word for example first king 6 chapter 12th verse should say is is this person following all the decrees and regulations and obeying all commandments yes she is that's when that word will come and tell yes i know who this person is and hence father you can exalt this person this is what this is how god is building each one of us the first verse that we saw he that is the way to build our temple what is the way to follow his instructions to obey him all the time and to show faithfulness to him right let's read the seventh verse first kings 6 chapter 7th verse the stones used in the construction of the temple were finished at the quarry so there was no sound of hammer axe or any other iron tool at the building site what is this cornerstone lord jesus christ you all remember that verse he is the chief cornerstone this stone is complete that means he is our foundation when he becomes that foundation when we are building our temple with that foundation which is lord jesus christ there won't be any sound of hammer axe or any other iron tool you know what what this verse actually resonated in me is if i have the foundation that lord jesus christ has laid in my life then when a situation comes into my life i won't murmur i won't grumble i won't sulk i won't complain i won't point out fingers at others i won't blame others for the situations that are happening in my life so when i have this strong foundation i will be able to discern why a situation is coming into my life where is that problem why that situation does not want to leave me because i am the one who has given a comfortable chair in my house for the situation to come and sit down when my when that cornerstone chief cornerstone is lord jesus christ there will not be the sound of hammer what is the sound of hammer it is my thoughts 
the thoughts which keep running in my head which keep thinking about how to solve the problem how to solve the problem let me call this person let me go run to this person let me go and take help from him let me do this let me do this when you're running from pillar to pillar pillar to pillar running constantly that means it is the sound of the hammer axe what does an axe do it cuts a branch it cuts the throat it cuts a a, a complete body so what does this axe in our life mean the one which is cutting you away from god which is cutting you away from the faith you are establishing with god which is cutting you away from building the temple of god and any other iron tool what does an iron tool do it breaks you it causes a a a, a, a un, unwanted disturbance in you so when we are laying the foundation which is finished at the quarry this is lord jesus christ you remember on the cross the seventh word that he spoke was it is finished when he said it is finished he marked it as complete to the work that he had to do while he came on to the earth he showed the level of sacrifice and endurance and patience to each one of us to that level are we really showing patience where somebody is killing us and still we are able to stay silent that is the finish when you wear an ornament when we wear a cloth right when we when we are dressed up today each one of us is wearing a kind of clothing garment on us is this not finished is this not completely stitched so when 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 god says a finished stone that finished stone is ready for us to lay our foundation so when that foundation is on us why are we grumbling why are we murmuring why are we complaining when that finished stone is giving us an assurance that i am with you do not worry i will take care of everything all you need to do is obey what i'm asking you to do just show obedience to my instructions do not doubt if i'm not doing these that means i'm really not allowing him to lay that foundation for the temple that i want to build let's read deuteronomy 27:5 Deuteronomy 27 verse 5 Then build an altar there to the Lord your God using natural uncut stones you must not shape the stones with an iron tool There you go you must not shake this foundation that you're laying with your own understanding is what God is saying today to each one of us if we don't take these things seriously that means we even though we call god and we pray and we listen to the word of god our lives are not going to change please understand we all have to understand this even children just by mere saying god god all the time always saying that i did this mistake i did that mistake i repented it it really won't make a difference if you if we do not take 
this word seriously can you read that verse once again please remember mm-hmm. deuteronomy 27:5 mm-hmm. then build an altar there to the lord your god using natural uncut stones you must not shape the stones with an iron tool because of our, our you know repeated wrong doings because of the mistakes that we continuously do we cannot alter what god has said oh god is merciful god is love god is that god is this god is compassionate he will forgive me that means we are shaking that uncut stone never we should never manipulate the word of god word of god should be preached as is received as is applied as it is we cannot alter what god has instructed clearly if you see in order to build myself right i am the temple of god if i have to really build myself am i laying this chief cornerstone in the way it is completely finished and given to me or am i using the word according to my convenience when i am getting angry when i am reacting when i am doing things repeatedly the same mistakes again and again what am i doing there i am distracting that stone which is finished let's read first peter second chapter fourth verse now first peter second chapter mm-hmm. yeah first verse fourth so get re- oh fourth verse you are coming to christ who is the living cornerstone of god's temple he was rejected by people but he was chosen by god for great honor see he is the chief cornerstone and if he's the chief cornerstone of god's temple and who is god's temple we are god's temple each one of us is a temple of god and when we are those temples of god who is that living cornerstone lord jesus christ let's read the fifth verse now verse 5 and you are living stones that god is building into his spiritual temple what's more you are his holy priests through the mediation of jesus christ you offer spiritual sacrifices that please god and these spiritual sacrifices is psalms 50th chapter 14th verse which is thanking god all the time and we are those god's spiritual temple and how are we be- being built we are becoming living stones how are we becoming living stones when another person is looking at me and getting encouraged and they feel that i want to be like her i want to show the faith that she established in her life i want to establish that kind of faith in in my life too that means i'm the, i'm that living stone for other people i am building a temple in my life my i am becoming a temple of god and i am showing a resemblance to a stone and being that stone living stone for others through the mediation of jesus christ you offer spiritual sacrifices that please god through lord jesus christ which is the foundation what is the foundation bargav vanshika tinku that we are all learning 
Luke, sixth chapter. 27, 28. 28. Yeah. What does it say? But to you who are willing to listen, I say, mm. love your enemies. Mm. Do good to those who hate you. Mm. Bless those who curse you. Mm. And pray for those who hurt you. That is our foundation. Never forget this. Luke 6, chapter 27, 28 is that foundation, the chief cornerstone. When we are willing to listen, that means we are saying that, Lord, I want to obey your commandments. And when I'm saying I'm willing to listen, do not turn away from what promise you're giving to God. And when I do this and then cry out to the Lord for help, he will come and rescue me. Isn't this so easy? Isn't this so such a truth that is coming to our life where God is helping each one of us not to get bogged down by situations of our life. Rather, God is giving, pushing a hope into our life. No, no, nobody can give us this kind of a way to live apart from God himself. And if we desire, can we not see God in this? In that manna that's coming from heaven? Don't we see the way that manna is coming to fill that hunger in us? That hunger is nothing but when a situation is there, we are having anxiety in us. We are worried about things. We are looking at help. We reach out to people. That is hunger. That's thirsty. Being sad, being depressed is being thirsty. When something in our life is prolonging together for years and years and years, that is nothing but being thirsty. Today, God is helping each one of us to realize where we are lacking. What are those fixes that we need to do in our life so that we can be established? He can establish himself through our lives. First Peter, second chapter, sixth verse. Peter, second chapter, verse six. Yep. Later, God condemned. Oh, 1 Peter. I'm in the wrong Peter. First Peter, two, verse six. As the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. We will never be disgraced. Then why is it that we have disgrace in our life? Let's check. Let's analyze. If I am, I have any kind of a problem in my life, that means I'm not trusting him in the way I need to trust. There is no need to get discouraged. If God is giving us this verse today, this is how I should analyze. This is how we all should analyze. Okay, he says, I'm placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem. That cornerstone is Lord Jesus Christ, chosen for great honor. Whom are you going to honor? If my life is filled with peace, rest, and joy, that honor will go to Lord Jesus Christ. So will he give us trouble and pain and problems and situations then? No. When he is not giving us that problems or situations or pains in our life, from where is it coming? Because of our own doings. And when those come in, are we trusting him to help us? 
if we trust him then he will never we will never be disgraced he will never allow us to fall into disgrace that means there is a problem in my faith in my trust in my belief on him which i need to repair is the way we have to receive that's how you build this temple and when you build this temple he will come father son holy spirit will come and reside in us and they will walk amongst us they will show themselves they will reveal themselves to us so all of us right if we are sincere in believing him we can see god it's not that god cannot be seen by everyone that that is not what he wants to do you know there is a verse that says he's eager to reveal himself to all of us so what is stopping us from seeing him when he wants us to see him he wants us to feel his presence that means there is an important aspect in our life where we have to repair the the faith and the trust that we are having in him he is helping us today because he loves us let's read 26 12 leviticus leviticus 26 chapter 12th verse okay i will walk among you i will be your god and you will be my people see i told you he will walk among us do can't we see people walking around us god wants to walk among us he wants to be our god and he wants us to be his people this is the way he why did lord jesus christ come on to this earth to show the relationship between father in heaven and us he wants it to show that this is how god wants to have a relationship with each one of us to treat us like that son though lord jesus christ was being humiliated and insulted what did he say look at my son in whom i am well pleased is what the father told the world the father told rebuked the disciples when they were giving advices in the form of a thunder and what did he say you listen to him he is my beloved son whom i have chosen and whatever he is speaking you show obedience to him when it when what that means is when word of god is coming to us instead of showing our own understanding in receiving and practicing let's understand with the help of the holy spirit god on how he wants us to understand very very important let's read john 14:21 to 23 now john 14:21 to 23 those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me and because they love me my father will love them and i will love them and reveal myself to each of them mm. judas not judas iscariot but the other disciple with that name said to him lord why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large jesus replied all who love me will do what i say my father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them there you go 
so does is is the word not clearly saying that father son and holy spirit will come and reside in us they will make a home with each of them does he say that i will only make my home in one particular person no a person who is sincerely saying i love jesus christ i love god will obey every single commandment so when i say obeying his commandment what does it mean when i say i love god and when there is a situation in my life i will not react i will stay silent i will wait upon the lord to take control of that situation i will wait upon the lord even if that situation is giving me pain i will still wait upon the lord like david did david was running was being chased by saul after saul died he was being chased by absalom his own son till he died he was running and running and running he was punished by god for the way he sinned against him right in everything what did david do he did not go to people for help but rather said lord it is your perfect will that i go through this punishment in your punishment also let me fall into your hands and i will take this all you do is give me the strength to bear the punishment coming from you and in that punishment that david was going through did he not you know be an example for people to speak that angel of god is what i see in you is what people said to david there were people who saw god's hand in david's life even when they were chasing him and killing him this is how we all have to understand that when when we love god we will have patience we will show endurance we will show compassion we will not use our understanding the biggest problem in all of us our human understanding interferes with god's instruction that is where we fail in accomplishing the instruction of god in our life god will clearly instruct us do this our human understanding will come and say but i don't have time god's instruction will say you follow this our human understanding will say how can i follow this there are so many things i have to handle and i cannot follow as is this is our human understanding this is where we are all failing to see god even if he is right next to us this is where we all are failing here clearly he says my father will love them when when will the father love each one of us when we do what he is saying and all he is saying is not to follow a tradition not to uh, not asking us to sacrifice things for him right but rather he is saying simply be thankful as simple as that just be thankful why do i need your your time are if i'm sitting for a sermon and listening to a sermon if i'm you know keeping aside all my works and saying no saturday 5:30 this is the time that i want to go and sit 
and listen to what God wants to speak to me. I want to learn my mistakes. I want to overcome my mistakes and I want to establish God's word in my life. I desire this and I come. And when, the, when I take this decision, there will be appointments that will come. There will be other things that will come. There will be our personal life, the worldly situations that will come. When they come into our life to hamper our, our connection with this fellowship of God, the way we are going to behave at that point of time is what is going to help us understand whether we have the right connect or not. When we push away everything and say, no, this is the time I want to sit because this is the time God is giving me. If there is a doctor's appointment, don't we go 30 minutes before the doctor's appointment, sit there and wait till the doctor is seeing us, till the doctor is giving us medication, till we hear the treatment plan? Then how much more is this word of God which is giving us life, which, can, which is giving us that knowledge to solve problems in our lives? This is an appointment time with God. He is the doctor of doctors. He is the scientist of scientists. He is the creator. He is, he is the solution giver. He is a psychiatrist. He is the healer. He is the deliverer. He is the redeemer. He is the rescuer. And when he is giving us an appointment time for me, is it not my responsibility to show that commitment and say, Lord, today you heal me. The only way I can protect myself is word of God, my relationship with God and go quietly with the Lord in the word. That word should keep nurturing me. That word should put an edge of fire around me and lead me. This is what we all have to do. And that's when he says here, right? My father will love them. When will the father love us? When we do what he, the, the word is asking us to do. And when he does that, when father falls in love with us, what will happen? We will come. Who will come? Father, son, Holy Spirit. They will come and make our home with each of us. And imagine that is when you have fellowship with God. This is the fellowship we need. This is what we need. So when we do this, when we are being established by him, that is when he will hand over the kingdom to us. The second point is handing over the kingdom. Let's see what is handing over the kingdom. Deuteronomy 34 chapter 9th verse. Deuteronomy 34 9. Yeah. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Yes, that means what? Here, Moses finished the task that the Lord had given to him. And he handed over it to Joshua to lead the people of Israel. Now, spiritually, what this means is when Lord Jesus Christ came into this world, when God, he himself came into this world and he showed each one of us the way to live, he will hand over 
that same instruction to us and the reason he is handing over that instruction to us is to say that when you people follow the way that i have lived then my peace i will establish in you i will establish that rest in your heart that is why people who really believe in god no matter what kind of situation they face they will not get worried they will silently take the treatment that god is giving right let's say i broke my bone to fix that bone does doctors will conduct a therapy on me they will put a cement around that portion where i have broken put a fracture right they will put a bandage so when they are doing that is there not a pain when they are doing that treatment there is a pain when i have a back pain i go to the chiropractor when the chiropractor is performing a treatment is that treatment without pain or there is a pain that is caused when i go to physiotherapist he is performing something on me he will ask me to do some exercise he will press a muscle he will conduct a treatment is that not causing pain it is the same way that god also performs something in my life hence what i have to do is in order to gain that peace let me allow him to take control of my life right let's read first king second chapter fourth verse first kings 2 verse 4 mm-hmm. if you do this then the lord will keep the promise he made to me he told me if your descendants live as they should and follow me faithfully with all their heart and soul one of them will always sit on the throne of israel so is the, is this not exaltation he is clearly saying that if you observe whatever i am instructing if you listen to everything that i am asking you to do then the lord will keep the promise he made to me he told me if your descendants live as they should and follow me faithfully with all their heart and soul one of them will always sit on the throne of israel this is how god wants to exalt each one of us let that exaltation come from god today if i want to impress a person and if i go buy a gift and give it to that person maybe that person will be happy for just that moment not even for that day just that moment after that once i walk away that happiness and joy will not be retained in that person because that it was only a simple act of impressing that person when i truly want to show love and i truly show that love and that impact where that truth love brings will remain in that person forever just check ourselves and see how many people are really making that impact in our lives which is that one person whom you can think of and say yes she is true to me he is true to me she truly loves me 
there is no selfish desire behind that love can we say one person in our life if we are able to say that that means it is not that person who is showing us our love that love to us but it is god who has filled that person with his love so again the glory goes to him not to that person this is what we all have to understand that means this is how he will hand over his kingdom to each one of us let's read john 14:27 once john 14:27 I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. What is he doing? He is handing over a gift which is the peace. This is the kingdom of God. Where there is an assurance saying that if you follow my instructions you will have peace in your life so if i'm not having peace in my life that means i'm not following his instructions is it, is this not so clear is this not so evident that okay there is unwanted worry in my life there is no peace in my life which means somewhere i'm not following the instructions that he has given to me okay let me check where am i not doing things that god has instructed fix those things automatically this kingdom will come and be established in our life this is so simple and so so easy it's in our own hands to bring the peace into our life through the wisdom of god not through our own understanding you cannot establish peace by merely being a human and presenting yourself with a human mind and a human heart trust me if it is coming from the lord even your enemies will surrender to you if it is coming from the lord we saw david's life we saw job's life we saw joseph's life how things happened in their lives they did not focus on impressing a person getting back a person building a relationship with a person no all they did was continually focus on god and run 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 behind that word of god and automatically what happened people saw the angel of god in david people saw the wisdom of god in joseph people saw job to be blameless a man with integrity the world is seeing them as examples today how did they all achieve they focused on god they depended on god they followed the instructions of the god of god willingly wholeheartedly with their body and soul let's read first kings 9 chapter 3 4 5 6 7 8 i know i could have just told 3 to 8 but yeah first king 9 chapter Three to eight. Yes. Kings nine. The Lord said to him, "I have heard your prayer and your petition. I have set this temple apart to be holy. This place you have built, where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, and it is dear to my heart." Can you start As- there? The third verse is clearly saying. i have heard your prayer and your petition who 
prayer will God hear? Psalms 50th chapter 14-15 clearly said that I will hear your prayer only when you trust in me, when you keep your woes, when you show thankfulness in all the situations, right? That is what God is saying. I did that because you are keeping yourself holy and I will watch over it and for it is dear to my heart. This kind of behavior is good to me. Continue to read till 8th verse, Debbie. Okay. Verse 4. As for you, if you follow me with integrity and godliness, as David your father did, obeying all my commands, decrees, and regulations, then I will establish the throne of your dynasty over Israel forever. For I made this promise to your father David. One of your descendants will always sit on the throne of Israel. But if you or your descendants abandon me and disobey the commands and decrees I have given you, and if you serve and worship other gods, then I will uproot Israel from this land that I have given them. I will reject this temple that I have made holy to honor my name. I will make Israel an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations. And though, and though this temple is impressive now, all who pass by will be appalled and will gasp in horror. They will ask, why did the Lord do such terrible things to this land and to this temple? Yeah. So that means if I show obedience to the Lord and his instructions, if I am able to have that kind of, you know, sincere heart in following whatever the Lord is telling me, then he will exalt me. But if I am with my own understanding, if I give God the time, if I end up giving God time, not that I'm using God's time, but rather giving time to God. We keep saying, right? We, I, I'm, I go to church, I pray, I do. That means I'm giving time to God. I'm not going in the time that God has given me. So according to my own will, if I continue to do things, with my own understanding, I continue to do things. With my own behavior, I, I start showing the word of God. That means I will be, at the end, a mockery to people. People will look at me and say, she says she believes God. Is God like this? Look at her life. Her life doesn't show any happiness. There's no joy in this person's life. I don't see God. I doubt she believes the truth, true God. I doubt she even knows God. This is the example that I will remain in front of people. The eighth verse is very important. Why did the Lord do such terrible things to this land and to this temple? Why did God do this to this person? If, if people are looking at my life and I'm not showing them an example of God, which is goodness, that means this is the terrible thing that's happening to me. I will be a disaster. So when, is, when God is handing over his kingdom to me, and if there is no peace in my life, then which kingdom is coming into my life? Who, which is that God who is handing over what kind of kingdom? If there's no peace in me, and but still I'm saying I believe God, I read Bible, I pray to ours together, I go to church, but there's no peace in me, 
then i am believing the god who is in john 844 which is the devil who is the father of lies now let's analyze and see where is my life going which god is controlling my life and which god is establishing what kind of kingdom in my life right now when we understand this that's when we will go and analyze our life and when we analyze always remember one thing we god never has called us to be bad all he is asking us to do is get away from those bad things that are spoiling your life god never rejected any of us he is giving us an opportunity to realize and come and when we realize and repent and come to him he will come running and hold us he will be very happy it will please him and when we are doing this right there's no need to be ashamed i won't feel ashamed of telling the mistakes that i have done in my life even today i can tell what other things that i have done which i shouldn't have done there's no need to be fe- feeling ashamed none of us need to feel ashamed of where we are going wrong because when i say this is what i had done i'm actually telling others don't do what i did i took so much time to travel to the lord and the truth today i i'm understanding him his peace is there in my life but i did not have this before so the reason why i didn't have earlier is because i did not have his word and his behavior in my life don't be like me the way i behaved our situations are only going to come into our lives to give us an experience to teach others not to do the mistake that we have done why should we feel ashamed it's okay it's okay to make a mistake but what is not okay is to not realize and repeat that same mistake even after realizing that means we will end up in 2 peter 2:22 the way the dog returns to its vomit the way the pig goes and falls into the mire so will be our life if we continue to do the same mistake in our life right that is what we should not be doing that is what david did the third point we will see is david was teaching solomon what he should do and what he should not do third point is david's instruction first chronicle 28 chapter 1 and 2 verses first chronicles chapter which chapter 28 1 and 2 verses 28 1 and 2 David summoned all the officials of Israel to Jerusalem, the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the army divisions, the other generals and captains, the overseers of the royal property and livestock, the palace officials, the mighty men, and all the, the other brave warriors in the kingdom. David rose to his feet and said, "My brothers and my people, it was my desire to build a temple 
where the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, God's footstool, could rest permanently. I made the necessary preparations for building it. Continue till four verses. Mm -hmm. But God said to me, you must not build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, has chosen me from among all my father's family to be a king over Israel forever. For he has chosen the tribe of Judah to rule. And from among the families of Judah, he chose my father's family. And from among my father's sons, the Lord was pleased to make me king over all Israel. Continue, fifth verse. And from among my sons, for the Lord has given me many, he chose Solomon to succeed me on the throne of Israel and to rule over the Lord's kingdom. Hmm. Verse six. Mm -hmm. He said to me, your son Solomon will build my temple and its courtyards, for I have chosen him as my son, and I will be his father. Hmm. Seven. And if he continues to obey my commands and regulations as he does now, I will make his kingdom last forever. And you can stop there. If you read 20, 1 Chronicles 28, 1 to 7 verses, what did David do in the first place? He summoned everybody. And in front of everyone, he confessed why God rejected him from building the temple of God, and rather God gave it over to be the responsibility of Solomon to build the temple of God on the earth. Did David feel ashamed here? No. The way he confessed, he showed the glory of God in his life. What David did is pleasing to God. Having a sincere heart, just because I did a mistake and I'm hiding it, won't help any of you. Showing my sins and my punishments and God's rebuke to me will encourage each one of you. Where I did things that are wrong and what I ate, what was the fruit that I had to taste, showing things where I repented and how God gave me the exaltation is going to encourage one another, each one of you, to realize and repent accept confess the sins to exalt to get exalted by god david showed that as an example to each one of us here today he said look god wants to establish himself god wants to give that kingdom to each one of us god wants to build that temple through us but he didn't consider me to build that temple, that physical temple on earth, because he saw that I have shed much blood. How does that apply to each one of us? The way we have to receive this is, how many people have we hurt in our life? You know, what is even more uh, deceiving is, we hurt people, but we actually convince ourselves why we hurt the other person. That means we are already killing a person. We are shedding the blood of that person. And then we are convincing ourselves for the reason why we did, why we killed that other person. Whereas David did not do that. All he did was, I shed, what David did, did he really kill people? 
no what he did was there were many wars in which he, he had to fight and win the battles david's the reign that david had right that period where david reigned the kingdom of israel he had many wars and those wars came for different reasons another important thing where he shed the blood of an innocent person do you all remember uriah bethsheba's husband when he goes and lays with her and makes her pregnant in order to cover up that sin he he strategizes and he sends the army head to call uriah back home so that he can send uriah and allow him to sleep with uriah with bethsheba so that that blame won't come on him so to cover up that sin he plays this kind of a strategy which was evil in the sight of god and when uriah does not oblige he sends people and kills uriah that was the innocent blood he shed david repented god forgave him but that act of david and that whatever he sowed he was reaping because his son was chasing him to kill him do you see god will send punishments to us for the deeds that we have done but when we fall into god's hands he will give us the strength to face that let's not question god when there is a situation in our lives all we will have to say is lord forgive me i'm sure this is the fruit that i'm eating because of some wrong deed i have done in my life you know yesterday night when i was about to sleep this was a thought running in my head and how god answered today morning i i enjoy this fellowship with god you know when i was sleeping i was thinking i had a question in a, in my mind lord david you said the only sin that david has done in my sight is the way he behaved with uriah and killed him that innocent blood is on his hands that was the only sin that god said that is the only thing that i see and his repentance was amazing that god forgave him so the question that i had is such mistakes i would not probably have killed a person with a with a knife but my behavior with how many people i have killed with my words how many people i have killed with my actions how many people i have killed i have done so many things in my life lord that i can i myself can realize now where i have gone wrong right from my childhood till now i have hurt many people i have hurt my parents i have hurt my husband i have hurt my friends i have hurt my brother i have hurt my daughter so if i look at so many things here i have done so many sins which means my lord the amount of punishment that you gave to david my punishments to be should be exponential to that that means i will have that kind of situations but give me that strength lord for sure i i want to know this and that's when god spoke to me today through the sermon saying that i didn't spare david and and you know someone was talking to me even today afternoon saying that jaya i won't compromise 
to the sins in you i love you i will not leave you but i will not compromise if you continue to sin this is the rebuke i got from the lord and this is live it is happening today this is what we all have to understand and david's instruction to the entire people of israel would that not motivate everyone to behave like david the the preachers the pastors the shepherds should keep their life in front of the congregation to encourage them i don't have to come and prove myself to be righteous in front of you let god give that testimony and how will god give that testimony through my life the way he said i will establish through you my covenant right he will speak through my life people around me will see that because of that sincere faith in her we are seeing god in her life let people speak that if someone is saying they are seeing god in my life that means god is showing to them his righteousness in my life because i do what is right i do what is good this is word of god to us this is the temple of god this is what we all have to run for when you are running for endurance you are actually building the temple of god there is no point hiding our mistakes no if i am hiding a mistake that means i am hiding my sin inside me it's good to confess yes i sinned against this i did this i did this mistake this is what happened to me yesterday night and today morning god revealed this to me i never planned to say this to all of you but now i told you because i realized i realized that you know just because i have lord jesus christ in my life it doesn't mean that everything will be a bed of roses no there will be situation because whatever i have sown in the past i have to eat now whatever it is but if i have god in my hand and my hand is in god's hand if god is with me when i'm eating that fruit of bitter taste he will ensure that i don't feel that bitterness he will show himself in my life to people and make me to be an example of endurance otherwise people will see the terrible thing that has happened to me we read in first kings 9 chapter you remember first kings 9 8 so it's completely on the way we perceive things just because we have a situation never question god rather say lord i have done something in the past for which i'm facing this please forgive me if you ask me the only way of our prayers is continuous repentance you remember daniel's prayer you remember nehemiah's prayer you remember job's prayer you remember david's prayer you remember moses prayer every example that we have from the book of word of god book of life shows pray in repentance because what i have seen is even if i repent for the next span of my life it won't be sufficient for 
the amount of mistakes that I have done in my past, not knowing the right way. That's why children, you all are fortunate. You all are learning right way to travel on. Stick to it. It's very, very important and beneficial for you all, right? So if we can understand the, that that is the way David gave instructions to his people. Let's read First Chronicles 28, 5 to 7. Chronicles 28, 5 to 7. We read that, Debbie. That's fine. I think we did, yes. So that's how David gave instructions. That's how David taught his children. So as parents, as spiritual parents as well, like, you know, each one of us know God. That means people who don't know God, it can be your extended family. For example, for Akriti, your parents are your children. You are that spiritual mother. So how are you dealing with them is going to be an example for you, right? That's how you will teach people. We, should we don't need to teach the word of God. Word of God should be your life. And your life should teach people. That is what David did. David had, when he confessed his sin, being a king, he is confessing his sin in front of all his people. Not even keeping in mind, what will they think about me? No, what he did was showed extreme humbleness in the sight of God. He focused on God because he said, I want to please my father in heaven so that he can come and reside in me. Let's become like that. There's no need to exalt ourselves. Let God exalt us. Let us not exalt ourselves. And if we do this, then we all will know him. Fourth and last point is to know him. Why should we build this temple of God in us is only to know him. How would we know him? What is God? We all have to understand this. Let's read First Chronicles 28.10. First Chronicles 28.10. So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Be strong and do the work. Don't allow any distractions to come and take you away from building the temple of God. Don't allow the sleep to fall on you. You know, even the sleep is from the spirit of the devil. It creates us to get into a slumberness, laziness. We should not get into that kind of a mode. Rather, focus on what God has instructed and do. Read the ninth verse also, Debbie. Mm -hmm. And Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. This is what we all have to know. To build the temple of God, we have to know what he wants from us. Here he says clearly, worship and serve him 
all your heart and a willing mind for the lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought if you seek him you will find him if you forsake him he will reject you forever we don't want to be in that kind of a mode this is what we all have to learn finally revelation second chapter 23rd verse I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person. And I will give to each of you whatever you deserve. Yes. What, who, whom is he going to strike and kill? To those who do not obey despite continuous warnings. He is giving us this time. You know, the grace period we all call there is grace. right this is the grace period that we are all having what is that grace that grace is that he is showing mercy upon each one of us to turn towards him he is giving us time to realize and repent and continue our journey to build this temple of god and if we do not abide and listen then all the churches will know that he is the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person and he will give to each one of us whatever we deserve now can a person's favor really take me anywhere no can a person's help pull me out of any kind of punishment that i'm getting from god no so what is better for all of us to fall in the hands of god to be under his hand and let him lead us today we all should understand this that am i really building the temple of god or am i building the temple of the devil temple of god will establish peace and rest in our hearts temple of the devil will establish restlessness and worry and lack of peace what is there in our life are we having that peace that god is talking about in john 1427 that peace which was never distracted because of any situation do we have that peace in us when a situation comes into our life our quick reactions our reasons to 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 kind of cover up our sins depending on man to reach out to take the help of man and not wait upon god to interfere and give us help all these things will not give us peace that means which temple are we building which temple are we talking about let's understand realize and wake up if we didn't know these things today he has revealed a lot of things to each one of us the reasons why we have distress in our life is because of not able to understand and know what god is god does not see what we externally do and most importantly people the world whom the world has rejected many of us but god has picked those rejected stones we are those rejected people so when god has picked us and he is saying you are precious to me why should we focus on people and their love their appreciation 
people to love us back people to think we are good people expecting people to come and do favor why do we want people let's depend on god because he wants to come and run and hug us and say my child you're precious to me i am your father and you are my child that's his love for each one of us and let's focus on getting that into our life he does not see whether i am short whether i am tall whether i am rich whether i am poor but rather he will see that i am in need that's why he uses people to come and knock at your doors and that person whom god is sending is none but the angel of god and sometimes he himself will come in the form of a human being to your house to only help you and bring you out of your situations trust me this is true and he is reaching out to each one of us today he is coming to each one of us he is knocking at our doors and saying let me into your heart i will tell you how to build the temple of god i will help you to have the qualities that are there in the temple of god this is the manna that is coming from heaven which will fill our hunger which will clear the thirst in our life hence let's thank god for this wonderful another revelation to each one of us to give us life and for laying out that foundation today in our life